Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster. I want to welcome you to the Voices of Courage show. This is a show that empowers listeners to be able to take their businesses, their lives, their relationships, their health to a completely new level. Today, we're going to be talking about health from the inside out. I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Adrienne Yodam, and she specializes in health and helping people to overcome health challenges, especially around weight. Why is this important? Well, listen, you know as well as I do, if you listen to my show at all, we have about 60% of the population that can be categorized as obese. So what's going on? Well, sure, some of it's the food we eat. Some of it's the uh, pesticides that are in our food and the antibiotics, and some of it's the soil that's depleted and we're putting that in our bodies. But most of this overeating is coming from a hunger, a hunger for fulfillment. And I believe it's a spiritual hunger where we have lack going on and we're filling our bodies with foods that are, are trying to fill up a big void that, that honestly... If you keep doing that, you're trying to fill up that emotional void, that void that uh, is there, right? You know, you know who I'm talking to. I might be talking to you. So if that emotional void is there, it's going to continue on. And what's going to happen is you're going to blow up bigger and bigger and bigger each year, which is what's been going on in our society. So today we're going to address some of those emotional issues that really get people stuck so that you can release that. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, release the emotions. As you do, then what happens? You start to balance. You start to tune into that inner source of wisdom that's within you. And as you do that on a consistent basis, what happens is that your intuition grows. So a lot of us have intuition, but for most of us, not everybody has intuition, but most people, their intuition is not developed. So they're not listening to that still little small voice that's guiding us every day away from the temptations that uh, might keep you getting your body bigger and bigger, right? So we're going to address that today. And I have a very special guest today. Her name is Dr. Andrea Yodam, and she specializes in this. So I hope you will enjoy this show and I hope you'll pass it on to everybody that you meet because this is a powerful show and it'll help people change that emotional hunger so that they can start to have more balance, more joy, more happiness and love in their lives. We'll be right back after this break. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. 
And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life, and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity, or increase your courage, step into your power, and forge into the unknown, where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Well, welcome back again, Ken D. Foster. And today, as I promised, my guest is a MD. Her name is Dr. Adrienne Yodum, and she explores the emotional and the spiritual hungers that present uh, challenges, I guess, for many of us that end up in overeating, over uh, excess uh, in many areas of your life. Um, after receiving her degree from the University of California, San Diego, my little uh, hometown, uh, she went on to create complete her residency at Cedars-Sinai. Currently, she holds multiple board certifications awarded by the American Board of Internal Medicine, the National Board of Physician Nutrition Specialists, and the American Board of Obesity Medicine. Dr. Adrian, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you here today. Hi, Ken. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. So I know you're you're in your office there in Beverly Hills. Is that right? Yes. Yes, okay. that's right. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have gone through a lot of challenges over the last three years uh, with the pandemic and being locked up at home and not much to do. Not, you know, the government saying don't go out and exercise at one point. Um, this has really impacted our health in a lot of ways. Um, how do you see that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it has impacted our health, mental, physical, and emotional well-being in every way imaginable. And um, you know, the I talk about the what we've gone through in terms of introspection during this pandemic. It really has made us rethink everything we do and how we do them, right? We were discussing this before we started on live how we work, how we interact with people, um, how we go about our day to day. And uh, it dawned on me that that introspection and that reckoning is really the same kind of reckoning that I see my patients engage in, in understanding and discovering their hunger. When we think about hunger, especially when it comes to weight loss, we think about uh, an emotion, uh, sorry, a physiological hunger, right? And our strategies, as you mentioned, dietary interventions, pills, supplements are addressing physical hunger. But in my work, it has come to, to be seen again and again and again that those tools and uh, strategies are futile 
if we don't address the underlying emotional and spiritual hunger that, by the way, are universal. I couldn't agree with you more. And um, let's talk about, you know, some of the emotional hungers that we're, we're talking about here and also the spiritual hungers. You see a lot of patients uh, that come in and they, you know, they're they're not healthy. They're, they really need to change up their their lifestyles. How does emotions play into this? Well, you know, what I love about this work is that it is it is so grounded, not only in anecdote and in our personal experiences, but it's really grounded in the science as well. And so, you know, our hunger, when we talk about physiological hunger, it's dictated by hormones. So you eat food, your stomach will send up a, a signal or a hormone to your brain that says, okay, you can shut off that hunger valve now. And that's a very concrete way in which our hunger is managed. But we know that when we are under duress, when we're stressed, when we're dealing with difficult emotions, our emotions literally hijack our hunger hormones such that they turn them in the direction that promotes hunger even when we're sated, even when we are nourished. So that is really one very tangible way we see that difficult emotions, distress, stress literally will alter our hunger hormones and therefore our experience of hunger. That's, you know, that that's very interesting. I, I think a lot, you know, we've heard of emotional eating and all that, but I think you've attacked that at, at a different level. Um, so we, so how do we break that cycle? I guess that's, that's what I want to know. The emotional cycle of eating. How do you, how do you address that with so, patients? You know, I bring up the science of it. I describe the science because I think it's very important for people to understand their bodies. There's less judgment, less shame, less self-deprecation when you understand that this is a physiologic phenomena. But that's not to say that it's insurmountable. That's not to say that just because something is happening with our physiology, we can't with awareness and with intention get around that. And that's really where it begins, because oftentimes, you know, we're sitting at our desk and um, lo and behold, next thing we know, we're in the pantry, especially now when we're working from home. Right. Right. But if we can take a moment to just kind of dial in what is happening in that moment, maybe it's just boredom. You know, maybe it's a hunger for respite because we've been on back to back Zoom calls and we just need a minute. Um, maybe there's loneliness and we really need to reach out and talk to a friend, right? Maybe it's hunger for movement where, you know, we have all this built up energy. And when we have this, this energy or itch, sometimes I like to call it, um, and we're not keen to where it's coming from, our reaction is to reach for something external to soothe whether that's food, whether that's alcohol, whether that's cigarettes, whether that's online scrolling or shopping, right? And so I tell my patients, you know, if you're a goody two-shoes, you're going to reach for the cookie jar, not for the... <laughs> yeah, not for the other stuff, right? <laughs> right. But it does take, you know, slowing down and becoming aware to like, what is it? What is it that's stirring me up and prompting me to react? That's a big, that's a big piece. And, um, you know, I think that there's a, there's another asset. And so I, years ago, I, I learned um, the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T. 
You know, when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, just stop, slow down, connect, and and allow yourself to see, like you just said, what's going on here, right? Do I need to, you know, drink some water? Do I need to eat? Do I need to, you know, just be calm and patient? So there's also another aspect to it. And I guess we're going to call this a spiritual aspect where we're tuning in because that slowdown piece is really, I'm I'm a long-term meditator. I've been meditating for decades. And when I tune in, everything, all the hunger and all that goes away. What, what do you yeah. say about that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Once you become aware, once you shine the light on the thing, then we have something to work with. Then we can actually address the issue at hand as opposed to, you know, covering it up or soothing with a response that doesn't even address the hunger. So why do we, for example, when we do reach out for something external, why do we often go back again and again and again? Well, we can talk about dopamine and, you know, habitual behavior, but it's also in that moment because it is not soothing the itch. If the issue is really a hunger for connection or a hunger for respite or a hunger uh, for self-compassion, and we reach for something external that doesn't even address that, well, we're not really addressing the issue. And so that makes us seek out the external thing again and again, because we haven't been sated in the way that we need to be or that we can be. Wow, I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, I got to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I want to talk about some solutions to being overweight. We're kind of identifying the problem here, but let's start to identify some of the solutions and what we can do, um, maybe even in our environment. It seems like my environment is stronger than my willpower sometimes. So if I got the cookie in the closet, I'm probably going to eat it at some point. So we'll talk about that when we get back. an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetics understand all too well the pain of pricking your fingers. But now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can immediately reduce your pain. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar four or more times daily, injecting insulin three or more times daily, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now. All right, let's talk about environment. Is environment stronger than all everybody's willpower or what what is this, right? <laughs> well, you know, I like to talk about creating an environment for success, right? And so if we have an environment which is filled with, you know, triggers um, or or foods that we have been habitually consuming, then that environment is not setting us up for success. Similarly, if we don't have access to 
better options, to healthier options. If we don't take the time to invest in, you know, filling our refrigerator with healthy foods or prepping our meals or cooking, then our environment is not set up for success. And so one of the tips that I, practical tips that I give my patients is really set up your environment for success. And I want to touch on, Ken, the the issue of willpower, because, you know, willpower is often brought up in the context of weight loss. Um, But willpower only goes so far. You know, when we're white knuckling something, it only goes so far. Uh, So so I really like to take a different approach. And um, one of the things that I actually attribute to willpower or lack thereof is decision fatigue, which is when we don't create that environment for success, whether it's in the food or in, you know, implementing a routine of daily movement or in time for rest and play, right? We get into a situation where we are constantly questioning ourselves. Do I eat this or do I eat that? Should I work out now or should I work out later? Do I put my phone away or do I not, right? And all of these questions and negotiating with ourselves over and over again is tiresome and it whittles away at our so-called will. Mm -hmm. So for me, again, willpower is not a matter of strength, but it's a matter of creating that environment that is conducive to your well-being so that you're not by the end of the day so, you know, um, tired really you know exhausted from all of this back and forth that you don't have the bandwidth or the wherewithal to do what's right for you i really like that a lot and you know i i think about willpower i also think about won't power (laughs) i won't do this um but you know with that uh with that willpower um or with the even the environment uh, changing lifestyle changing the environment comes uh commitment and with commitment if we're halfway committed, oh, I, you know, I'm only going to have one cookie, as opposed to just getting rid of that quote temptation out of our environment. It seems like it's a lot easier. At least it is for me when I when I'm like those decisions. Well, should I have one cookie? Maybe two? Maybe three? Uh, <laughs> or maybe I, you know, if they're not in my environment, I don't, I don't see them. I don't think about them. You know, I tell people to really be honest with themselves, right? If there's something that's really triggering, and again, it's become a habit, like, you know, you're one of the 17% of Americans who's gotten used to having a glass of wine every night, many of us have, Mm -hmm. then to just tell yourself, you know, that you're going to have the open bottle of wine and you're not going to consume it, it really, you know, that's that's probably a setup for for failure, right? So be... um, honest with yourself. Now, that's not to say that you can never have a glass of wine or in your case, a cookie, as long as you shall live, or that even you can't reintroduce that into your environment. But if we've gotten to this place of habitual activity, we have to intercept that, you know, loop in some way. And it's so much easier when you don't have that thing kind of breathing down your throat, right? Yeah. Boy, isn't that the truth? Well, listen, I'm going to take a quick break. We come back. I want to talk about um, our relationship uh, with food and the relationship with ourselves and how that interacts and how we can maybe shift that, change that up so that we get the outcomes and the results that we want. We'll be right back.
If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call. Check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. Well, Dr. Andrea, um, okay, let's talk about the relationship between ourselves and food and our environment. How does that all interact? There's a lot of um, data in terms of how uh, our, our experience, our relationship with ourselves impacts our eating. And actually, the first chapter of the book, Hungry for More, is Hungry for Perfection. And we talk about in there, it starts with a patient vignette and, uh, and a personal story, actually. But we talk about how perfectionism, by definition, is an unattainable goal. And so when you are, you are uh, striving for perfect, you are in essence setting yourself up for failure. And that does result in a hunger, so to speak, you know, a, a distress that needs to be reckoned with and, and is soothed again externally or can be soothed externally and easiest with food. On the flip side, though, when we can meet our imperfections, which are human, right, we will always have imperfections, limitations, um, when we meet those imperfections with self-understanding, self-acceptance, and self-compassion, we are much more likely to engage or remain engaged in the effort to improve. And I'll give you a really practical example of that. So for example, people, you know, somebody decides they want to go on a diet um, or I hate diet, but you know, change their behaviors with the intention of, of losing some weight. And perhaps they have expectation that they should lose five pounds because they've worked so hard this week or with the strategies that they've implemented. Hop on the scale and lo and behold, you've only lost one or two or three. What happens in that moment? If we can meet ourselves with self-compassion, like yes, I'm disappointed in myself or I'm disappointed in the effort. I'm disappointed in the outcome. But then still, um, you know, give ourselves the opportunity to move forward. Then we will move forward. 
What tends to happen, though, is we get into that negative narrative. Oh, it's not enough. I should have done X, Y, and Z. Why didn't I do this? I will never change. It will never get better. And that invariably will sabotage us. We are much less likely to maintain or engage in that endeavor when we have this barrage of negative thinking. And so this is a really concrete way in which if we can cultivate self-compassion and self-acceptance, not only is it the kinder way of doing things, but it is scientifically the most effective or more effective way of doing things. And what I'll tell people is that this is a practice, right? I don't know that anybody wakes up in the morning and says kind things to themselves from the morning minute they wake up until the moment they go to sleep. However, we can cultivate that positive voice, right, through intention and awareness and um, in doing so really facilitate achieving our goals. I would love that. Love that. Um, you know, one of the uh, success habits that I have is I have the habit of waking up when my eyes go awake, go awake in the morning. I tell my body that I'm awake and alert and alive. <laughs> and then I go to gratitude. But I really like, you know, what you just said, maybe. And I think I'm going to practice that. I'm going to go to kindness um, right after gratitude. I'm going to go to kindness and, and thinking of some kind things and compassionate things. Just about me, because, you know, it's it's easy to get off track. But the way you start your day is so much usually the way you finish your day. When you start positive and upbeat, you know, um, things can happen in a positive way. And, you know, if they don't, I just start my day over. So um, <laughs> I'd love to piggyback on that, Ken. Please do. Yeah, Because, you know, again, I like to be I don't like these concepts to be esoteric and I like to be really practical. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I write about is that we need to broaden our definition of nutrition, right? When we think about nutrients or nutrition, we think about food invariably, right? But nutrients or nutrition is anything, any form of consumption. And I would, I would bet that nine out of 10 of your audience right now um, sleeps with their telephone at their bedside. And likely the first thing that they do when they wake up is grab that phone. Mm -hmm. The excuse is that we're turning off the alarm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have that phone. Next thing you know, you're in your emails, you're in the news feed, you're in the social media. And that consumption is invariably negative, or at the least it's stimulating in a way that we're not quite ready for. And so one of the things that I even tell my patients, I mean, we talk, of course, about diet, exercise, uh, you know, things of that sort, but really look broadly at your consumption and eliminate those things that don't serve you, right? The newsfeed may not serve you just as that cookie in the pantry may not serve you. Well, I, I, I really love that. And um, I think the other part that I'd put in there is, uh, so I'd like to plus that also, is is questions, right? So it's like when you wake, when I wake up, you know, I'll ask myself, for instance, and I have on my calendar, what are, you know, I guess we're talking about health. So I might ask a question like, what are the three things I'm going to do today to further my uh, my my health, right? to have better health today than I had yesterday. 
So I think we can ask those kinds of questions that get the mind stimulated in the right direction. What do you say to that? So if you've enjoyed this show, which I think a lot of you have, I encourage you to go to voicesofcourage.us and uh, subscribe to our membership uh, site there where you can get all of our shows and you can also get some free gifts from us. Until next time, I pray that you will continue to look for and uh, see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible. Have a brilliant week. Take care. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Ken D. Foster. I want to welcome you to the Voices of Courage show. This is a show that empowers listeners to be able to take their businesses, their lives, their relationships, their health to a completely new level. Today, we're going to be talking about health from the inside out. I have a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Adrienne Yodam, and she specializes in health and helping people to overcome health challenges, especially around weight. Why is this important? Well, listen, you know as well as I do, if you listen to my show at all, we have about 60% of the population that can be categorized as obese. So what's going on? Well, sure, some of it's the food we eat. Some of it's the uh, pesticides that are in our food and the antibiotics, and some of it's the soil that's depleted, and we're putting that in our bodies. But most of this overeating is coming from a hunger, a hunger for fulfillment. And I believe it's a spiritual hunger where we have lack going on, and we're filling our bodies with foods that are, are trying to fill up a big void that, that honestly... If you keep doing that, you're trying to fill up that emotional void, that void that uh, is there, right? You know, you know who I'm talking to. I might be talking to you. So if that emotional void is there, it's going to continue on. And what's going to happen is you're going to blow up bigger and bigger and bigger each year, which is what's been going on in our society. So today we're going to address some of those emotional issues that really get people stuck so that you can release that. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, release the emotions. As you do, then what happens? You start to balance. You start to tune into that inner source of wisdom that's within you. And as you do that on a consistent basis, what happens is that your intuition grows. So a lot of us have intuition, but for most of us, everybody has intuition, but most people, their intuition is not developed. 
So they're not listening to that still little small voice that's guiding us every day away from the temptations that uh, might keep you getting your body bigger and bigger, right? So we're going to address that today. And I have a very special guest today. Her name is Dr. Andrea Yodum, and she specializes in this. So I hope you will enjoy this show, and I hope you'll pass it on to everybody that you meet, because this is a powerful show, and it'll help people change that emotional hunger so that they can start to have more balance, more joy, more happiness, and love in their lives. We'll be right back after this break. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Welcome back, everybody. If you just joined us, I'm with uh, Dr. Andrea Yodam, and she is a MD. Uh, She graduated from the University of California, uh, down in San Diego. And she also went on to do a residency at Cedar sinai Hospital. And she's an expert in nutrition and, um, and uh, board certified in obesity medicine. So, um, okay, doctor, go ahead. Give your, give those, uh, those pieces. Yeah, so, so this practice really incorporates all that we've talked, we've been talking about, including your gratitude practice. And so I like to call it the three things. And if we can start every morning or maybe even in the evening, you may want to do it as a recap with three wins, three successes, three things that we did right that we can celebrate um, from the day or the day prior. And again, they don't have to be 
you know, super sensational. They can be three things in your day, anything that you took joy from or that you considered a win worth celebrating. The next three is um, to write down three things that you wish could have gone differently, right? Write down three of the imperfections or three of the limitations or three things that you really wish had had gone differently, which which went wrong. But then once you write them, you make a commitment to let it go, right? Write it down and then move on. And then I end with the three um, um, forward thinking, what do you wish for? The three wishes. And setting yourself up with three intentions for the day or for the next day. And you see that practice is a gratitude practice. It's a self-compassion practice because you're acknowledging your limitations, but then you're able to kind of let them go. And then it's also an intention setting practice. Wow. You know, I, I, uh, you know, we're so aligned up with that. I, at the end of the day, I do uh, a uh, introspection where I ask what worked, what didn't work and what am I going to improve upon tomorrow? So we're really aligned. I just love that. Well, listen, I've got, got to close out this segment, but before I do, um, I want to uh, whoops! I want to show everybody the uh, the book that uh, you have written. It's called Hunger for More. And where can they get this book, uh, Doctor uh, Andrea? Yeah, so um, Hungry for More right now is available on my website, dradrianudim.com. It can also be found on Amazon as well as online bookstores, including Barnes and Noble, and etc. Um, Amazon is always uh, guaranteed. <laughs> Right. 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 I love that. Are you being audited and do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The tax doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today 
by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. Well, welcome back uh, to the Voices of Courage show. Uh, we're talking about uh, health. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about taking your life to the next level around your fitness, your health, your vitality. And we all this all starts with an inner game is really what we're talking about, the inner game of health. That's where we're really talking about. So that relationship, again, you know, that relationship we have with ourselves. I love that compassion, giving the compassion piece. Anything else we need around that relationship with ourselves and with with food? Well, you know, we we touched a little bit about on the kind of acute emotional triggers and how emotion can literally hijack our hunger hormones as well as our desire to soothe. Um, we talked a little bit about self compassion and how that can be a gateway towards successful habit change. But you know what the book talks about it is one step further in terms of identifying our hunger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, identifying our hunger can be really a, a way of um, a gateway again of real, real life change. So I'll share with you, uh, if that's all right, a story um, in which one of the chapters, which was really so true and dear to my heart was hungry for autonomy. Mm. And in this chapter, you know, as always, I start with a patient that comes in, names and things, of course, have been changed to maintain confidentiality. But a patient who comes in for weight loss um, on the surface, but in the conversation, we get to the root of the matter, which is she's in a deadbeat job in which she doesn't feel seen, she doesn't feel validated, and she has no autonomy. And this lack of autonomy is really um, undermining her and is really the root of her hunger, what she is trying to soothe. And I describe in that chapter, as in all of the chapters, how I can personally relate. And again, what I love about the stories in the book and the reason why I wrote this book was really to show people that these ideas, concepts, struggles are universal In my medical practice, I see doctors and lawyers, uh, producers, actresses, stay-at-home moms, students, uh, CEOs and executives. And I can tell you that no matter who you are, the human condition is human. And we all experience the same hungers. So back to the autonomy piece, I could relate in my personal life. You know, I was in a job uh, I mean, it was it was not just a job. I had a great title at a great institution. And yet I was hungry. I was hungry for creativity. I was hungry for growth. I was hungry for autonomy. And it took several years of reckoning for it to dawn on me that that this lack of autonomy was really where my hunger was. Now, whether we experience that hunger as weight gain some people will experience this as, as restriction, right? And, and they don't eat when they are under duress or they're going towards other substances to help soothe. You know, again, this is a universal concept and it's not limited to people who are experiencing excess weight. It really is the 
opportunity to identify those aspects of your life with which you are not aligned. And therein lies the opportunity, right? Instead of being ashamed of our excess weight or ashamed of our alcoholism or our behaviors, we can really take a different approach in which we lean in and really become razor focused about what is this about? What is this hunger? And if we can do that, then we have an opportunity, an invitation to really pivot and to become more aligned with, with our true desires, our true intentions, and, and to live with integrity and authenticity. I love that. And, you know, I, I, mean, it's, I want to plus that. Uh, one of the things that uh, worked for me, which is where I started to uh, write and eventually written seven books, um, it was just the, um, uh, it was called Morning Pages. I'm trying to think of the author, Julian Cameron, I think Cameron. it was. Yeah, morning pages. That's where I started. You know, it was just that consciousness of getting in touch with those parts of myself that I, I wasn't really uh, familiar with at the time, right? And it, it was, you know, the the way these morning pages work is we're just writing our stream of consciousness, meaning, oh, hi, I'm waking up this morning. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of hungry. What am I hungry for? What's going on in my life? Oh, you know what? Oh, I need to get a cup of coffee. It's just that piece. Um, and that helped me to connect with that part of myself, which um, which has the answers, right? That soulful, intuitive part of ourselves. So sounds like you're familiar with that. <laughs> and I love writing as, as a practice. I mean, I think there's a lot of ways for people yeah. to get to the heart of this. And again, you know, I love to be practical. Yeah. Um, but writing is an excellent way in order to get to that sitting under a tree, being amongst nature, going for a walk, uh, being in quiet spaces. These are all ways in which you allow for that kind of intuition, as you say, come up to come up. I love that. All right. I want to jump back to the book, Hungry for More. Um, when my audience uh, purchases this book, what are the takeaways from this book? What are they going to what are they going to learn? What how is it going to benefit them? Well, number one, I think, again, it's important to understand the common humanity piece because a lot of times what keeps us from engaging in this work is an element of shame. And my intention in writing this book was to say once again, that no matter who you are, myself included, you are not immune. We are not immune from, from these struggles, from these hungers. And, and I think that's really uh, validating. So that's number one is to understand the universality. Um, the second is to, to get a glimpse of the many ways in which our hunger can present itself. And so I talk about the practical, like hungry for sleep and hunger for nature. And in every chapter, I talk about not only the story, the anecdote, but also the science behind it. So, for example, why sleep deprivation results in weight gain and um, increases our hunger hormones, increases our desire for highly palatable, a.k.a. yummy foods. There's science behind that to things that are very kind of more esoteric, like hungry for meaning, hungry for presence, which is also included in the book. And so I think through story and science, 
it gives people the opportunity to explore their own potential hungers, right? And then I offer, uh, you know, strategies, you know, uh, self-compassion practices, perhaps picking up a journal and writing, as, as you mentioned, uh, perhaps movement, right? What are the ways in which we can start to navigate these hungers to come out on the other side? If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380 Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. Wow. I love this book. I um, I so look forward to getting my copy. And um, uh, yeah, I you know, it's, uh, it's very insightful with the, using that word hunger because I could really relate and I think our audience can relate you know, what am I hungry for? Am I hungry for relationship? Am I hungry for spiritual connection? Am I hungry for um, love in my life? Am I hungry for uh, time alone? Like you said, time in nature. Yeah. And I think that's very insightful because without that, what, what happens? It seems like we, then we try to fill the gaps with food or sex or alcohol or drugs or something to fill up that emptiness that's, that's within us. And it's so so easy these days, Ken, right? Like it doesn't even have to be. I mean, perhaps there's someone sitting out there that says, well, I don't engage in excessive sex or drugs, so that must not be me. But, you know, even like I said before, picking up the phone, right, and distracting your every moment of peace with 
content, external, you know, content or, you know, online shopping, which has become easy. We can, there are many times where I, I justify it. Oh yeah, I do actually need an Instacart order, right? But what am I doing in that moment, right? I really need a minute, but I am distracting with something external. And so you can fit in that X with anything you want, right? Um, but the result is the same, is that we are not giving ourselves the time and the space to really just kind of be, be still and really get to the root of what we are distracting against. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because uh, I've done yeah, I've been a uh, uh, business strategist and a life coach and combined those modalities together because I realized we're holistic beings, whether you're at work or you're in your home life. Every the same thing is our showing up. Um, you're, if you're overeating at home, you're overeating at work, right? It's it's no there's no difference here. So when I think of this work, I think of um, the solutions that people must go through. To once you're aware of, let's say, your hunger, right? Once you're aware, I'm hungry for love, okay? Or I'm hungry for social interaction. And I'm picking up my phone and I'm shopping and I'm doing this because I feel that emptiness. How do you help people to overcome that? Um, and we're talking about food right now. How do you help people overcome that particular piece, right? Well, it's, I mean, it's, I know it's a complicated it's question. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot yeah. of things. I mean, it's a combination of practical strategies, right? So some of the, the things we've discussed, for example, um, a mindset of abundance is another thing I talk about and not restriction. Because the moment you tell yourself, I can't eat that cookie, right? All you're thinking about is that cookie, um, I, I joke around that, you know, on, on Yom Kippur, that one day a year that I shouldn't eat, I wake up thinking about pancakes. I don't even eat pancakes. Why do I think, of, you know, because I, because you can't eat, right? And that's your right. mind plays tricks on you. But if we turn it around and say, um, think of it as abundance, eat so much of what serves you, eat so much of what nourishes you that you have less room, desire, interest in what does it. It totally is a game changer in terms of how you're thinking. So there's practical strategies. Um, yeah. yeah. But in addition to that, there's there's other tools, right? So I do prescribe medications for weight loss. There are supplements that may be helpful. There are dietary interventions that are uh, that facilitate weight loss. We talk about that. But at the end of the day, you can have, as I said, all of those strategies and resources at your disposal. And it does take significant mindset work, mindset shift in order to prevail, right? And one of the ones that I'm sure you're familiar with, Ken, that I'd love to bring up because it's so relevant is this concept of beginner's mind. Oh, which yeah. is something that is so prevalent in Buddhist traditions. It's how they approach martial arts or meditation. And the concept essentially is when you sit down to a new endeavor, that you approach that as if you've done it for the very first time with a beginner's mind, right? How is that relevant to weight loss or to smoking cessation, right? Most people who are trying to lose weight, this isn't their first rodeo, right? Right. 
uh, I've had three kids and had to lose that 25 to 30 pounds three times. So, you know, it's not your first rodeo or most people who try and stop smoking. It doesn't happen the first time that they try. If you approach it with a beginner's mind, then you're able to give yourself a fresh start rather than bringing in all that past baggage, all that past emotion, all those past expectations that invariably undermine you, right? When you're weighed down with old baggage, we are not able to appreciate this unique moment for the opportunities that it presents. And that's a mindset shift, right? Because I will invariably have a patient who will walk in, but in the same token will already start undermining him or herself by saying, I know this is not going to work. Right. Well, I would, uh, I, I, I want to plus a couple of things you said. So that place of scarcity where we get into that place where we feel like, oh my gosh, you know, um, there's not, I, I've got to eat everything on my plate because they're, you know, somebody else is going to get it or there won't be enough or the kid in China won't have it, whatever that scarcity mentality is. Um, I know my wife and I just use a mantra and there's more and there's more and there's more and there's more. So that's our mantra. And uh, that piece where um, the beginner's mind, I, I would, here's what I love about being on a beginning, a beginner's mind. It's a quest. Think of the word quest with beginner's mind as you're on a new quest. You're new on a new quest to tell a new story. You know, what's the new story around your health, around your vitality? What's that new story that's going to take you out of the old ways, right? And, in, you know, and I, I like what you said about, you know, sometimes people go in that negativity. Well, I, I'm not here. This is what happened before. Uh, that is a mindset that, of course, I work with the mind. So I realized that if you focus on what's possible and forget about the past, <laughs> life will get better and better. Well, listen, I got to wrap up. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Adrian, for being here. That was awesome. So if you've enjoyed this show, which I think a lot of you have, I encourage you to go to voicesofcourage.us and uh, subscribe to our membership uh, site there where you can get all of our shows and you can also get some free gifts from us. Until next time, I pray that you will continue to look for and uh, see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible. Have a brilliant week. Take care.